This is the Blockade Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Jared. You are listening to the Blockade Pinball Podcast. I am your host, Chris Freebus, aka Shut Your Trap. Not joining me from halfway or across the world is Jared Morgan because he's working. Uh, but instead, we have special guest visitor from up the mountain. That would be Norman Stepanski, one of the producers of Pinball Arcade up there at Farsight. Hey, how are you? I'm doing well. Uh, I I mentioned you actually got some snow finally. Yeah, we did. Some of us are happy about it. Some of us are not so happy about it. If you have to move a pinball table in the snow, uh, then you know that you're one of the ones who are not happy about it. So, you know, but yes, it's very white up here. It's very nice. It's very clean, crisp, you know, that kind of stuff. For those that uh, don't live in Southern California, uh, we haven't had rain in I don't know how long, but definitely nothing that would produce snow uh, until just two days ago. <laughs> that's, uh, that's right. It's been very cold up here, but we haven't gotten any snow. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad it's uh, nice and white and crisp up there now. Uh, moving pinball tables, is that uh, moving them from the building or moving them into the building? Actually, this time it was moving them into the building um, because uh, there was a uh, technical thing going on where, you know, um, I was going to mention during the podcast that we've finally got our um, uh, Big Bear Pinball League going. Oh, fantastic. We've done our first full uh, league season of uh, Big Bear Pinball. And so we've got 15 pinball tables set up at a local uh, at uh, Sandy's at a local bar down here, a local uh, sports bar. Uh huh. Um, and uh, one of them I needed to do something with. <laughs> it's kind of the same system as something we might be doing. And so I had to get it, <laughs> and bring it back here. Yeah, not not the best buying, planning. That, but... Now you're a pinball operator. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Getting your flatbed out there and, and working it. Um, that, so how did you had you had called me a while back and had asked for tips on how uh, different leagues that uh, I'm familiar with? What did you wind up settling on for running your your pinball league for scoring purposes? And, uh, uh, you know everything? something, I don't know if I can answer that one because I'm not the one who decided on what that was. Um, but where okay. I have, where IFPA sanctioned, and um, I, I'm trying to, I mean, like, what is the format of your of your play? Let's put oh. it to you that way. Okay, well, we have four we have four tables going at a league. We've uh-huh. got about we've got about five four people teams going. Okay. And, uh, so we play four games uh, per. Um, as far as how we do this, you know, we are at a bar, so we're doing coin draw for the games. Uh-huh. Um, I'm trying to think what else would be. Uh, it's all pretty standard stuff. Um, we like I said, we just had our finals. I got kicked out of the B division right at the end. <laughs> I, did, I did not get to compete for the big prize, but. Um, uh, but, uh, but that's about how we're doing it. Like I said, four, four games, uh, you know, four tables at a, uh, a night. How many players did you wind up uh, getting? Um, I think we've got six, let's see. F- I think we've got 16. Okay. You know, 12, you, you know, some people are dropping in and out, but we've got basically uh, 12, you know, 14, 16. And that's a good start for a uh, small is. community. I mean, we're really happy with, with how it's going and it was real fun. We had a great time. Um, and we gave away some nice trophies and, uh, and so, and we're really hot to have some of these, uh, tables out in the world. So yeah. if anybody is, is looking at the, uh, at the, um, uh, the, um, leagues around the world, uh, the big bear pinball league is definitely uh, sponsored by Farsight Studios. 
<laughs> that's the that's the officially sanctioned league. Yeah, the Farside <laughs> Studios. Yeah, <laughs> the the uh, I'm, I'm guessing then the tables are not set up to uh, tournament. I mean, you you haven't done anything other than what they are in just the regular wild for for play purposes. Uh, yeah, and we use regular um you know the the regular rules for that that if you get uh, an extra ball that you shouldn't get, you let it drain, mm-hmm. um, all that stuff, but. Um, there hasn't been a lot of problems. I think maybe we have a couple of tables that are set up in tournament that won't do any of that stuff. Okay. But, uh, but I'm not positive. I know that, that we have our rules set so that you can get through that stuff. Awesome. Um, are you guys uh, responsible for then maintaining the machines also? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so next year I might not be a participant. I might actually go in as an attendant. Uh-huh. Right. Because I think every time, I, you know, pinball tables, 15 of them standing there yeah. for a week being being hit, you know, uh-huh. and you go back in and do a league. Something is wrong. And and the league you know, guys are the ones that will definitely find something wrong. I mean, well, yeah. And and, and again, you know, um, there's there we have we have a guy that will go in there once a week and make sure from here that will go in there once a week and absolutely make sure that the things are working well. But. As handy and technical and wonderful as this guy is, as a arcade repair person, he doesn't play games. Oh. <laughs> play games, and so some things that will work perfectly but will not feel as well as they should feel, he might not come across, and we find them when we're in the league, right? And so anyway, yeah. next year I think I'm just going to go in there and hang out uh, with the people, and uh, if something goes wrong, there will be someone there to deal with it rather than someone who's on a team right so that's what i'm gonna do i think i'm gonna enjoy it a little bit more going in for the first you know for an hour and a half as an attendant yeah. and uh, and not actually but i might miss uh getting my ranking and all that stuff so we'll yeah. see yeah i had mentioned in a previous podcast when i was uh going up to oregon for work and i'd gone to this uh, uh place called quarter world up there in portland yeah yeah and the thing that impressed me absolutely the most about this arcade was, well, for one, all the rubbers felt really fresh. Uh, and all the tables seemed to be, you know, strong flippers, all that going. And there was an attendant, or not a tem, not an attendant, uh, a tech, you might say, walking around. And she would just plug in some quarters and plunge and flip and, you know, have a game and then move on to the next table. And so I kind of asked her what, you know, what she was doing and what was going on. And she said, this is her job every day. She comes in, basically picks about 10 tables and just goes through them and plays them as a a real person would play them, tries to find problems. And if she finds anything, then corrects it. And if the table's not balanced, you know, like it's, it's uh, draining too easily or not draining enough, then she'll go in and tweak those settings and everything. Let's hope and that's a trend. <laughs> what's that? I said, let's hope that's a trend. Well, I don't know. I mean, but it, they played phenomenal. I mean, it was great. It was, it was just like, you know, no matter how old the table was, it was you know, rocking. So we we uh, probably no. have, you know, uh, if, if people have been following what we've been doing for a long time, you know that we've had upwards of, you know, 60, 70 tables set up at one time in the building. Yeah. Right. But now with things that are going on and uh, reasons we need a little more room and blah, blah, blah. Um, a lot of the tables are now on their heads and we probably have about 25 mm-hmm. set up. So we've got about 25 set up. You know, my TX sector is up. <laughs> right. 
My uh, Eight Ball Deluxe is up. You know, somebody else's uh, Star Trek, uh, you know, the uh, newer Star Trek table is up. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, the ones we really like are up, right? But even at the at the level they get played, which is not that much around here, people, you know, people play pinball, but it's yeah. not like it's an arcade. But something will be broken every single week or mm-hmm. weakened every single week, they will not be running in perfect shape. The person who loves that table will come up to me and go, Hey, this just happened. Right. And then they'll wait a couple of days and hopefully uh, we'll get to it and fix their table. But you know, the amount of maintenance that a handful of tables need, if you want them all to be working all the time is like that. You got to play them. You got to have somebody playing them all the time who cares that they're working. You shouldn't be waiting for someone to say this doesn't work because 19 people have played that table and not enjoyed it. And they didn't know why. Are, are you finding that <laughs> to even be the case with the new, uh, newer Stern tables that you guys have? What's that now? Are you finding that to also be the case even with the newer Stern tables that you have? What exactly? I don't, I don't know. What In you terms mean. of maintenance, uh, having to, uh, uh, you know, they're constantly needing futzing with as no. you know, the older tables are at this point. No, okay. you know, but, but again, um, the, the whole, the whole push towards spike and, and where they are now is so that, you know, anybody who's seen spike knows that a pinball table now looks like a TV set. In, I, mm-hmm. There's just nothing there inside. It's a little circuit board that controls everything that yeah. break down. Right. There's just, there's so many things that are certainly there's mechanical things, other people who are listening to this podcast are already typing to send email <laughs> about their stern machine and how they feel. But at this point, with the machines we have here, with the with the amount of views they've gotten, no, it's the TX sectors that smoke right strange things. Right, it's the uh, eight ball deluxes. It's uh, you know all of those. It's the medieval madnesses and everything. And, and you can see why these are old tables. It's old technology. A lot of moving parts. A lot of that has been knocked down over the years. So at this point, yeah, stern tables seem to be very, very reliable. So speaking of stern tables, let's uh, shift a little bit into stern pinball arcade. Oh no! Uh, What? what? Oh, yeah, we're gonna talk things. Uh, (laughs) Um, Stern obviously is still updating code on various tables, uh, and I would think Ghostbusters would be would be one that would definitely be maybe still getting updates. I don't know if it is or not. What is, how are you guys going to handle that? If uh, an update comes from Stern, are you going to then do a patch for the game and have the newest version come in? Yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, it really depends on what, again, I'm, I'm only, I'm only slightly close to this, but the, but, but the, um, certainly if they do a major change, certainly if it's a, if it's a fix, you know, there's something that's broken, you know, we will get that in. Um, I don't think there's any, um, I, you know, I don't want to get in trouble for this, but uh, yes, I believe that, that Stern updates, maybe not all, you know, their, their plan might not to be every single one as they come out. Or right. And to, you know, I can't really speak to exactly what the rollout's going to be for that, but the intention certainly, and there's no reason that we can't update code. I mean, it came to mind just because I saw that once again, Guardians of the Galaxy has an update available. I think it was today or yesterday. Um, right. And uh, I mean, obviously that's a fresh, fresh table that's out there. So there's going to be those kind of updates happening constantly with them. But I was just curious to know if... Uh, and I, the- I, you know, again, I, I could be wrong. The, I'm going to get struck down with a lightning bolt, but um, I believe that's already taken place, that there's already been some some code updates that have come through that people okay. notice or don't notice. Okay. Um, also, 
and uh, I was able to uh, mess around with this over the holiday, the Storm Pinball Arcade app came out on the Nintendo Switch. Yep. And right away, I went, hey, this doesn't quite look the same as it was is on Steam and iOS, mainly in that you guys updated the UI big time. <laughs> it, it looks good. Um, it functions well. Is that going to be coming to the other systems eventually, I hope? Now, I, I asked about this, and... Um... I believe the the UI on the Switch is the is not a, a revamped UI. It's the old UI. No, I mean it's got uh, basically. It looks like you're standing in the middle of a circle of tables, and uh, you select the table. The, you know the the tables rotate in, so you know what the next table is. Um, I got it. When uh, it's it sounds like the uh, original Stern UI. Okay. Is and so you're in a you're in a center of tables that cycles around you. Yes. Um, As opposed to on uh, Steam, where it's the grid, you might say. It's just a, you know, first two tables are, here's what your free tables are, and then here's the various tables below it. Yeah. I got, actually, I asked about this on purpose, and I actually got misinformed about this. And so I will I will have to defer that one, because I don't know what's about to happen with that. Okay. I apologize, uh, because you asked me <laughs> You I did throw that one into you in advance. I, I think I am misinformed, and it's probably my fault. Um, one of the other, one of the, and I'll just tell this for people that don't have a Switch, because I don't know, maybe everybody did get one for Christmas, but I don't know. Um, one of the other nice things is that because the Stern app, it takes a little, you select the table, there's a load screen. It takes a little while for the tables to load. And rather than just having to see the boring loading words across the screen, you guys actually put in the uh, flyer art for each machine which I thought was a nice touch. Um, just one of those things that you get to see and look. Uh, and it made me, when I went back to the Steam version, go, oh, it's not there anymore. <laughs> we're we're very excited about the Switch, mostly because it's the only handheld that has real-time lighting on it. It's mm. the first, it's, that's a first for us, and that's just super awesome. It looks awesome, you know? Yeah, are you guys, uh, I mean, it, it definitely looks exactly like what I see on Steam, I didn't notice any uh, huge difference in appearance but there that, at all. That coming from a handheld is is quite a statement. Yeah. Um, are you guys planning on utilizing the availability of the portrait mode with the Switch? Yes. Yeah. Okay. The, good. the answer to that is yeah. So just um, no time. <laughs> at, uh, at some point, is yeah, is basically yeah, time frame. Uh, you know, I, I don't think I will uh, get in trouble with this. So the time frame should not be long. Okay. Um, it's 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 something that's that's happening. Okay, that's good to hear too. Um, just for those that like to play it that way. Uh, the only bummer with that, and I, I discovered this trying it out with the uh, Zen Spinball FX3, is that it becomes a touchscreen uh, button push, which I'm not a fan of using my thumbs to flip flippers. <laughs> yeah. But I actually, there's probably no other way to do it because. Just how the controller is you know, set up on when you go into portrait mode. That was the same. That was the same issue that we had with, uh, you know, with the PSP and with you know all mm-hmm. of the, all of the devices. And you know, we we come you 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 end up coming up with something that that works pretty well once you get used to it. But it would always be nice to have buttons on the side. Why don't they do that? <laughs> <laughs> how dare they? Don't they know what game we want to play on there? Um, <laughs> but, the 
the are, are you planning on also having uh, just regular pinball arcade come to Switch? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a no brainer. That will happen. And is it with with Switch? Is it going to be more day and date with uh, the mobile and Steam in terms of release date, or is it going to follow more of the Xbox and PS4 where it's updates maybe twice a year kind of thing? You know, without um, without uh, speculating anything that would would um, be wrong, I think we can consider this a console. Okay. You know what I mean? This is a console. It's a little yeah. console, but it's a console. And so, yeah, I, I, I the the role so the submission process that happens with consoles is basically going to be in place with this also absolutely now okay. uh, my impression of this was that it was not very hard and it went through very quickly and that nintendo is being you know is expediting things very quick because they want games out there and mm-hmm. so everything is going very nicely and i haven't gotten the feeling that it's a you know like we like we always talk about that sometimes the console process is a little gating takes time yeah. that might be true with this thing too however the the impression so far is that the wheels are moving smoothly and it, it didn't take long to get, you know, to get things through, Mm -hmm. you know, so we'll hope that that's the case going forward. Okay. Uh, Moving on. I think the, uh, the table hint for next month was so blatantly obvious that we'll just go ahead and say, Hey, it's sorcerer. Um, (laughs) Was it, uh, but I mean, was it, did you have to think about it even for a second? No, when it said soft and er er, you just kind of go. That's okay, yeah. Um, did you or guys? If you don't watch TV, or you live in Borneo, or something, or you know. Um, did you guys wind up having to buy this again? If I'm not mistaken, this is one of the tables that you sold off after the initial uh, Williams Pinball Hall of Fame. Um, actually, uh, there are several tables that we did buy again, mostly the early ones, right? Uh, because we sold those off and like, you know, and we went, Oh boy, we want medieval madness back again, don't we? And so, you know, we rebought everything like that. However, um, this time around we were able to, um, uh, to do the table, uh, uh, mostly because remember we already had sorcerer. Yeah. We just had to, it mostly had to be, eh, certainly it had to be, you know, a lot of things had to be done to it, but we have already done it. We, you know, um, so we did this mostly by observation at pinball, um, uh, at the Banning Pinball Museum. Right. I was going to say, I wondered if there was going to be... Down there. I actually, if anybody is interested in the sauce that you're making, I actually uh, got the sound for it using a space shuttle table. Oh. Right. And um, uh, because they're the same system and uh, I have a custom chip for the space shuttle table and I move the ROMs for the, uh, for the sorcerer into it and I can run my custom chip on the space shuttle table. Oh, nice. Right. And Getting so tricky. I had to bring the space shuttle table back <laughs> from Sandy's in the snow. Now you've got the entire story. There we go. <laughs> it, it all comes together. Yeah. Um, so this, uh, <laughs> with, with Sorcerer, that leaves only uh, the tables that from the original Gottlieb and from Williams that have not been redone being Ace High and Jive Time. Uh, yeah. let's talk about do, do, Ace High and Jive Time, shall we? Please, please, because I, I, I know my opinion of those, but uh, maybe we can just uh, settle this once and for all. Yeah. <laughs> I have to play Jive Time. To, truthfully, I have to play Jive Time again, and, and, and Jive Time kind of turned to dust, so we don't actually have a Jive Time table any longer. Uh-huh. That turned to dust not too long after we actually made it, and um, 
but I have to play it again because I have a much higher appreciation of of EM tables in every way. I have a, you know what I mean? I may like it better than I seem to remember. Mm-hmm. Right. Jive time. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. If anybody. <laughs> I have to ask people if anybody's asking for jive time. Um, well, what people are asking is that they go, oh, well, if I want to ha- completely, basically, if they want to be able to completely discard their prior discs and. Uh, right. It's, oh, so we're going to get ace high and jive time at some point, right? I don't think anybody's actually clamoring for those tables, but uh, I think it's the completionist in them that is uh, asking the question. Yeah, I'll have to get back to you on that one. Jive time. Not sure if it'll be a a big seller. We could package it with something and force people to buy it, right? Well, package it with like, (laughs) because jive time, that's a Williams table, correct? Um, Yes. Yes. So yes. maybe if you package it with two good Gottlieb EMs, which most Gottlieb EMs are, uh, then you know, then we can be happy. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll have to discuss the possibilities. But- Whenever we get the the yearly uh, EM announcement, I'm always just like crossing my fingers. Okay, this is the one time I will ask for a Gottlieb, and then this last time we got Williams, I was like, no. <laughs> and and just so I don't get too many letters, I I really like EMs. Boy, I'm a big fan these days, but. Uh, yeah, those those two tables have never really uh, been really high on my list. And when we made them, we really, you know, had no real good sensibility in the in the early Gottlieb connection uh, collection. You know what we were actually picking and why. Yeah, we're much better at that now. You know, you being having gotten into EMs, I think what I've discovered with EMs is the basically the only way that I prefer them is if they have a lot of drop targets. Because if it's just nothing but a bunch of lanes. Well, that to me reminds me of modern tables and modern tables have so many more things to do that then I get bored quickly with the M. But if it's a lot of drop targets, I don't get bored of drop targets because that's, you know, aiming practice. Yeah, well, that's and that's why people like Big Shot so much. Mm-hmm. Right. We, we, you know, Big Shot, I, I think I probably said this in a, if I've done another, you know, thing with you guys or, but Big Shot consistently is in the top 10 tables played always. Yeah, it's crazy to me. And, and. <laughs> Well, but as you say, you know, sometimes it's nice to go to Big Shot because it doesn't scream at you. It doesn't have big music and it doesn't go jackpot. And, you know, <laughs> and so, you know, that it's it, you just hear the ball rolling around. And you just have bells going off and it's nice. And as you say, it's a target shooter with full size flippers. Yeah. Let's remember it's an EM with full size flippers. Right. This is yeah. what I think people really like. Right. But Fireball. Right. Is a fantastic table it's amazing it can be mean (laughs) and it can be unfriendly and unforgiving right but but fireball is is a wonderful design that is just a is a is a great table and and so the the um when you get all the way back to ems there's nowhere to hide you either have a nice table design which you know and the way i always like to describe this not just in pinball but any kind of game design right this is a delicate balance of reward and failure a game that gives you too much reward is not fun. A game that gives you too much failure is not fun. But when you can balance it out so it frustrates you and then you conquer it, you know, you get that balance right, that's when things really start to happen. And there's no hiding on an EM table. It has to be a good game. There's no music or VO or entertainment except for the design of that game. Right. Yeah. And that's why there's a couple of VOs, I mean, sorry, EMs that are that are not so great because they weren't so great and there's nothing and there's nothing to hide behind, but you know, Matahari 
is a great table, right? Mm-hmm. It's just a great – the original Matahari is a great table. I don't know if you want to agree with me or not. I don't have a, a, a an opinion on Matahari. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I uh, I've had some great. Games. I mean, I probably I've probably seen it, but I don't know if, if for a fact that I've ever played it. Yeah, well, yeah, um, that's one reason we're lucky to have the ben- abandoned pinball museum so close. Yeah, these yeah. Guys, these guys have an EM room that will kill you, and if anybody is uh, who's listening to this thing is anywhere near the banning pinball museum, you haven't been to one of their events yet. Um, Which they have um, one coming up. Uh, I know there's one right away. I think it's a I think it's a tournament of some sort. It's uh, it never rains in or never rains. That's the joke. It never drains in Southern California. That's right. the tournament. Thank you for that. Um, and I, they're doing a three day event. I believe it's next weekend. Uh, tickets pre order right now are twenty dollars per day, or fifty dollars for the entire weekend if you uh, purchased early. Thanks for remembering that to all our good friends at the Banning Pinball Museum. But uh, anybody who's nearby that place, if you haven't seen it, that's 550, probably more now, pinball machines, 450 uh, arcade machines. Nice setup. Just awesome. It was uh, featured uh, Norman Reedus, uh, the the guy from Walking Dead, uh, plays Daryl. He has a show on AMC called Ride, where he basically, you know, Mm-hmm. Up and goes around yep. and they went to the uh, Banning Museum of Pinball and checked it out. So if you uh, want to see it for yourself in a, you know motion form, <laughs> look up one of the episodes for uh, for Norman Reese's ride. And there's also great pictures of it in all sorts, all sorts of different years uh, on our uh, on our website and, uh, you know, you know our, yeah. on our Facebook and there. It's a rather fantastic place. It is um, a, it what has got you excited in pinball these days? What has gotten me excited? You know, I, I like pinball, you know, so there's a lot of things. I'm trying well, and, you to get to, and you get to go to a lot of the shows. So, I do. Uh, sometimes, uh, have, have, for instance, have you gotten your hands on any of these uh, not quite released uh, machines? You know, things like Alien or Big Lebowski or... Big Lebowski uh, I've seen. And okay. um, Big Lebowski, I've seen, and and it's a uh, it's a it's a it's a pretty nice playing table, you know. It's uh, I you know, it was a while ago. I didn't get to play it much, but um, but yes, it's a you know, all the all the new tables are coming out uh, are are really really nice. People are really thinking um, of the things that that I that that stick out that I get excited about at the expos is um, you know, first of all, you know, multimorphic. You know, uh, P3. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. I don't know how many people who have experienced what this guy has been doing and, and you know, what his business model has been. He is not taking money from people. He takes, you know, he's, he's, he has machines before he sells them. It's just a very, very nice, friendly, good business model. And it's a fully modular machine. We know what we're talking about here. Do your, you, your listeners know about this? I no. know that we've discussed it before, but it's basically all the parts are on top of the uh, playfield. And well, you know, be... so picture this: picture a playfield that is a that is a video machine in the middle. You know, that is a TV yeah. in the middle. So it has all of that, but it has rollover. So so you can have something on there that you can roll over and hit, right? And yeah. then all along the sides, there's two banks that can be picked up that are side banks that could be. It could be uh, a entry to a ramp. It could be a drop target. It could be a hole. It whatever that game wants. And then there are pullouts that are in the back that are runarounds or 
you know, or a, a trap or kickbacks or, you know, whatever. And so the idea is, is that you, you just pick up these, these elements, you put them in a suitcase, you pick up other elements, you drop them in the table, and you've got a whole new pinball machine, right? But the interesting part is just the design of the games and the way that he's getting this to work and the open uh, way that he's dealing with developers, that he wants other people to be making games for his platform. So it, it's just, um, it's just that one really gets me. It's the, it looks like the future of pinball to me, hmm. right? That having been said, right, what I was about, what I was saying before I started saying that the newer tables, you know, the Stern tables are super impressive and fun. You know, they are just, I'm, I'm really enjoying them. I, I like, you know, Ghostbusters. I mean, people have different opinions about what they think about that table, but that table is deep. Yeah. People haven't realized they've played it and they go, oh, okay, it's tricky. And it's easy to walk away thinking that it's, it's frill. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it is very deep and it, it gets, it gets crazy. And then highway pinball full throttle is awesome. Right. And I don't know if, if you guys have been exposed to that yet, but um, no, I've yet to. Uh, I have not seen one of those in person yet. You know, and I guess that would be he's going to be coming out with the alien table at some. Point. Yeah. Or maybe he already has. I, I've kind of lost track. They they ran into some uh, financial issues and had to reorganize. And apparently now they're way back on track and uh, producing. Uh, I don't know if anything's been delivered yet, though. Um. I'm trying to remember uh, this guy's name. Um, uh, Antonio, I think. Antonio Artuno. Uh, a guy came to visit us uh, a little while ago along these lines about new tables that are out. Uh, mm-hmm. Antonio Artuno. Uh, and uh, his uh, place is called, I think it's... Um, he, he's the guy who developed the um, Captain Nemo table. Have you seen it? No. It, he he's from Spain and he's got one table at Captain Nemo and it's really great. And he has a, a great story and, and he's, he's putting together a real nice company. And um, they, uh, him and his cousin came to visit us uh, just cause he's a fan. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, you know, it's a, it, Captain Nemo is, is a lovely table and he made 30 and sold 30. Wow. And uh, it's, it's just a, He's, uh, you know, anyway, if anybody's listening, you know, they should go to his website. I believe it's, I, I, I should have written it down in front of me. Quaxtal uh, Pinball. Anyway, just look up Captain Nemo Pinball. It'll bring you right to him, right? But this, you know, there are people out there making pinball tables. There's more people than we know. Out no, there. it's, it's Three crazy. Years from now, there's going to be people with a bunch of physical pinball tables out because, you know, this guy and other people like him are figuring out business models that you don't need an army or a warehouse. You just need a lot of dedication and, and be a good designer. Yeah. And this guy's a good designer, you know, and, uh, there's, there's some great, uh, you know, as you say, there's some great, exciting things coming out. Do you get frustrated by the, well, I'm Stern's mainly the one that's doing this, where the difference between the pro models and the premium editions, where all of a sudden it's like, for some reason, a spinner is a premium only thing. Um, and like on a table like Guardians of the Galaxy, me and Jared were discussing this. The differences actually didn't affect the game. But then you look at Star Wars and it's a huge difference between mm. uh, or Game of Thrones, where it's at this gigantic difference 
between how they play um, and what you want to shoot for. Does that, how do you, how does that rub you? Um, you know, in the, in the sense that, um, that, you know, again, I can't really speak to that. We only have one version of the game here. Yeah. You got the, that's a good one. <laughs> I played, and, I, and I played the limited version of um, of uh, a friend of mine has the limited version of um, uh, Ghostbusters, and mm. I played it for you know a, a couple of seconds before I went, "Hey, no magnets! Hey, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. and uh, you know that, that uh, you know the the hologram is in there. Hey, you know that kind of stuff." Um, but yes, uh, it, like I said, it did not change the gameplay, at least at that point. Um, for me, it was plenty fun. It seems to me to be a good thing to give people low cost, you know, alternatives so they can get, you know, so they can get into the game. Um, but, uh, to speak to, you know, just me talking, you know, just to speak to the, uh, possibility that maybe some games are unbalanced with how much you really need that feature. And some games are, that sounds like a learning curve on their marketing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And either they, they just, they, they, there probably is a sweet spot of where you want to put those things. It's kind of like, you know, and again, you know, I saw you laugh a little bit. It, 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 it this is a point that I want to make after 12 years in the game business, you know, and, and longer than that in other businesses that are kind of like this. Right. And that's that not everything that has to do with marketing or revenue or whatever is sinister. Right. Okay. It's not always sinister because you got to remember that companies have to have models that work so they can make money so they can keep doing it. You know, it's not about rolling in dough, you know, and laughing to the <laughs> It isn't like that at all. It's about working hard and making sure your company and your people are getting paid, right? And that your users are are getting a product that you're proud of, right? Right. People uh, can uh, people are starting to write letters to me right now about that, you know, uh, about uh, the product you can be proud of part. Right. But I'm extremely proud of Pinball Arcade. I mean, I couldn't be prouder of Pinball Arcade. You know, there's there's some anybody who's talked to me in our, at an expo knows this. Right. Yes. And um, but when I say something like um, if, st- you know, there is a sweet spot in the Stern business model of what they put in certain tiers to give the people in lower tiers what they need, but still entice people to, to come to the next tier up. Right. It's kind of like a friendly TV station that has a tier that, uh, that has no sports in it or a TV station that has a tier that has, you know, just enough that if you sports, you know, you're okay. And if you're heavy, you have to go to the, you know what I mean? These are business models and they're not, necessarily sinister and it goes all the way back to tearing down the gates of the rock the rock and roll show and running in because music should be free (laughs) but there's sound guys to be paid and the guys who put the stage up and there's you know you know what i mean there's an idea i I do know what you mean here that wants everything to just be all user-centric but there really has to be some and the larger your company gets and we are very small Right. Yeah. Extremely small for the footprint that we have. Right. Yeah. So but but it's not always sinister. The bottom line is to deliver a good product. 
right? And if yeah. you knew the entire history of Farsight and what Jay has been through to keep this thing going, to keep paying people and to keep, you know, and to keep the product going out, it, you would, you would know that th- there's nothing sinister going down here. This is, this is a real act of passion. Always has been. And I always try to tell people that uh, if you ever met any of the guys from Farsight, you would understand, understand that passion. Um, and a lot of, a lot of them have at the expos. Yeah. I think we make a good yeah. case for ourselves when they come see us. <clears throat> Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it, it's hard to walk away with uh, an, uh, a cynicism still in your mind after talking to one of you guys. Okay. <laughs> Good. Glad to hear it. About that. Uh, with Pinball Arcade, and mm-hmm. I know I've had this discussion with you many times, uh, but let's get it actually out of, uh, out of your mouth and into people's ears. Because oh. everybody's always wondering, when is it going to end? When is enough enough? Uh, are we just going for the hundredth? Uh, people are already writing posts of well is there going to be a season eight because then they you know they get they get worried especially with stern pimble arcade where ghostbusters was the only release last year mm-hmm. um and so then they start you know being fearful and oh no now they're getting another platform blah 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 what is and i already know the answer to this but <laughs> what is the game plan uh for how many tables you produce or how long you keep on put, pumping out uh pimble arcade you know, again, I'm I'm just not uh, I'm not prepared to absolutely commit myself on what's coming, right? But the conversation about uh, about ending Pinball Arcade has is not come across me yet, right? So, and it would, right? So, and, so and what is it you I, always you the, always tell me that so long as there's a demand, you well, guys will meet it. I'm, well, and and thing again, we're talking about a, a company. Do do you? Do you just say, never mind, we don't want you to buy some this from us when we know you're about to buy this from us? Right. So, you know, that's really the thinking. But I, I think I think the to to answer the question the best I can right now, because you know, details are being figured out right now about what, what to do next. You know, technologies are changing. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody knows the issue of licensing and, yep. and that we are either going to there certainly will be inroads into licensing that we haven't made before, right? But there won't be inroads into licensing in places <laughs> we've never been able to get. You know, so all of that is gonna just continue to flesh out as the years roll out. And so uh, you know, but obviously we, we have a lot of tables out in the world and we have to be smart about how we um, uh, what we offer in the in the next uh, seasons that come forward. So but the but, but I think the easy way to answer the question is that uh, Pinball Arcade, I don't hear the brakes screeching on Pinball Arcade yet. And so, you know, just uh, we'll we'll, um, you know, and and, and yeah. There you go, folks. That's that's really the that's really <laughs> the best I can do. I mean, I, I yeah, that's the best I can do right now. Just don't worry, there'll be something out there. There you go. Me, me and Jared are always you know kings of speculation, but I like now and then to actually drop a an, an actual truth nugget. So, yeah. <laughs> is there uh, any chance in hell of a Jersey Jack pinball coming to uh, Farsight? You know, is not uh, um, there. There, there certainly isn't one now. Right. Um, a, a, a Jersey Jack, we see him at the uh, at the expos. We saw him in Pittsburgh and um, super friendly guy. Nice guy. We did back to back presentations at the, uh, you know, speeches, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, panels. And, yeah. Um, and uh, super nice guy. I talk to him when I'm there. Um, 
I, and what I've always said about that is that uh, everybody's real friendly about the idea. And one of these days there would be, I can't imagine that there would not be a reason that he would want to put one of his tables in Pimble Arcade. They're just, one of these days, it just will happen. Right. And, uh, but right now nobody's really talking about it. He's got his own thing going on. I'm sure he's, he's busy planning his next one, whatever he's doing, but until it gets to a point where he sees that as something that he, that he, uh, wants to get into hopefully it's you know this is just me talking this is not farsight anyway you know i want dialed in yeah that's that's all i want i can care less about the other and, and dialed in would be a great one because you know it's it's a non-licensed property yeah you know so you know again uh a nice bunch of people over there who and we've had nothing but uh, uh friendly conversations and 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 so you know it's it's just um i just look forward to it showing up one of these days <laughs> yeah it would be nice it yeah. absolutely would be no, nice no reason to stop it though this no. Okay. No Great. To stop. okay good glad to hear that um anything else that's uh come across your mind that you want to share with anybody um well yeah just for kicks i um there's just a few things i was looking back uh through some of the change logs over the months and if anybody missed some of these things, if they're interested, they might want to go back and look at some tables that had some changes that um, if they hadn't noticed that we made some changes, they might want to go back and see. Um, one of them is um, uh, there were a lot of uh, for PC people on DX11, there was a lot of uh, lighting changes that actually looked like they were fixes on um, uh, on BitShot. Um, no. So the people who liked Big Shot, who noticed that there might have been some um, lights that were tied together in strange places only on DX11, uh, that looked like a long enough list of fixes that they got in a while ago. It's been in there for a while, but um, uh, they might want to go back and look at Big Shot and uh, and take a look at that. Um, I want to. Uh, yeah, I noticed you guys are going back in, and this is mainly with season one and uh, two tables that some of the lighting changes are basically getting rid of the baked in lighting that mm-hmm. uh, you know, you had done yes. pre DX 11 to try and fake that look. But yeah. then when you put DX 11 on top of it, it looked horrible. Like uh bride of Pimbop was a prime example where it looked horrible. And then since then it's been completely redone with lighting and now it looks really fantastic. And I'm looking, um, I'm looking at a list of about, I don't know, off the top of my, it looks like 30 tables, maybe 35 that that has had the treatment and they are being, you know, um, I'm not sure if they're all, I, I don't know exactly when this, I don't have this list dated. So, yeah. they, but it, you know, if we put them all in at the same time, uh, you know, there'd be a download from hell. Right. <laughs> so, uh, and so we've been filtering them in over time for all I know, they're all in already. Right. No, okay. But anybody who hasn't, if there was anything, uh, there's a lot of tables that have upgraded for DX11 and continue to be upgraded for DX11 uh, in case they, if I have to ask somebody to see if they finished that by now, but mm-hmm. yeah, my guess is they haven't finished it by now. But um, <laughs> but uh, the point is, is that, uh, you know, lots and lots of tables, Whitewater Theater of Magic Taxi, uh, Arabian Nights, Stack from Mars, Circus Flutera, Champion Pump, blah, blah, blah. Firepower. You had mentioned before the podcast that uh, one of the ones that uh, I think would gameplay wise had changed was going nuts, which is a table I never touch. And so before this broadcast, I went ahead and I threw it in. And right off the bat, I noticed that uh, usually when it would do the launching of the balls, two of the balls would want to drain almost instantly just because of the path that they would seemingly take. Should and not I, have that, by the way. 
What's that? <laughs> you should nudge out of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a nudger. Uh, but I noticed that that wasn't, that wasn't no longer the case. That immediately the balls, they launched and they, you know, had a random kind of bounce. And then the very, I played another game after that and they bounced in a completely different fashion. So I was like, hey, look at that. It's not, you know, so much a railroad of, of where they're going. There's actual variations that so, are happening. So, so here's the thing. To, going Nuts is the one I'm most excited about because I love that table. And Going Nuts I really like because... There's only nine in the world. What a what a good use of pinball arcade to get going <laughs> nuts into it, right? Yeah. And and it's 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 kind of a strange game, but it is really fun. It's it's not easy, but it's fun. But the point is, is that once you, if anybody has not seen going nuts, the way it works is that it launches into a three ball multi ball. You start with a three ball multi ball. There is a timer that begins to count up. That you get time, you know, seconds. And as long as you're in three ball or two ball, multi ball, that timer continues to count up. When you go to single ball, that timer starts to count down and you've got to restart multi ball or you're going to run out of time and you go into a tilt situation and you lose your ball. Right. Yep. So when you want to restart multi ball, it was almost impossible. Right. Yeah. And yeah, well, I'm, to be fair, I think it was almost impossible on the real table. Right. So I think our tuning actually was not so bad for real life. Right. Mm -hmm. But it just wasn't fun for a game. And so it, now it is a lot easier to get that multi-ball start again. Still not easy, but it's possible. And the ball bounces up into areas that it didn't used to so that you get an, an, a, a, a possibility of getting your game from two ball to three ball multi-ball or, you know, or from one ball back up to three ball multi-ball. Anyway. It's awesome. So if people haven't looked at going nuts in a long time, you really should take another look at it because it's super fun. It's one of my favorites. It really is. Yeah, we were going to have uh, uh, Mike Lindsay on the podcast along with you, but he yeah. is in Las Vegas right now for the Consumer Electronics Show, of which there is where the Pinball Hall of Fame is, of which has going nuts there. So yes. maybe he's also doing some uh, just additional recon to make sure that you you, you nailed it. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. We don't know if it's on its feet. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a crapshoot. If uh, if uh, going nuts is up on its feet when you uh, when you get to the pinball hall of fame, um, a couple of other tables just for fun. Uh, Scared stiff has had is one of the ones that had DX eleven pass and it had a tuning pass on it. Medial of madness has had a tuning pass. T uh, two and might get a little more. Uh, and let's see, um, theater of magic, circus Voltaire. Ride a Pinbot, Creature. Yeah, that's enough for now. Yeah. Any of those tables, if you haven't seen them for a long time, you might want to go back. There might be some tuning changes that you like. Good stuff all around. All right, Norman, we have uh, taken up more than enough of your time and Thanks. completely enjoy it when you come on here because uh, you're just a ball to, to, to chat pinball with. Um, folks, why don't you go ahead and check out the Blockade Pinball website? That is blockadepinball.com. There you'll find all of our past shows uh, you can download. Uh, one of the things, we are going to be migrating the site to another site, and when that happens, we'll be putting on our new logo. If you didn't get a chance to vote for which logo you liked better visually, uh, you can still find it on our Twitter feed, uh, although the verdict has pretty much already come down. So... 
Uh, we'll talk about that another time. Uh, also, make sure that you follow the Twitter feed in general. That is at Blockade. You can follow myself at Shut Your Traps. Jared is at Jared Morgan. Uh, Norman, you don't have a Twitter handle, do you? Uh, I do not. Okay, not. don't follow Norman then. <laughs> but you can follow me. Pinball Arcade. Uh, Pinball Arcade is on uh, Twitter, and it's good to follow them because they always do announce when new tables are coming out. Um, sometimes they'll announce uh, tournaments that are happening with Major League Pinball. Um, just good things to uh, keep your eyes open for. All right, Norman, we will. Uh, we'll I look forward to talking to you again in the future when you got uh, more good news to drop on us. As always, thank you so much, and uh, thank you to everybody for listening. We'll catch you next time on the Blockade Pinball Podcast wizardamusement.com the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods easy to install totally unique mention blockade podcast for 10% off your order wizardamusement.com sales restoration customization don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast hosting service that blockade is delivered to we can't improve unless you tell us how now stop listening and play some pinball pinball